My name is Kelly Steinica, and I would refer to myself currently as a uh, marketing leader uh, and an accidental consultant following 2020. So can you tell me a little bit about your own mental health journey? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a definite challenge, I will say that. And and I think, you know, with everyone, mental health generally stems from some sort of trauma. Um, I, I had a traumatic loss of my father when I was a teenager, um, which definitely stemmed into uh, other things in my life. And one being a uh, um, domestic violence relationship where emotional abuse was very involved. And uh, those things definitely spiraled in. And, and I still on an occasion to this day, and I've gone to a lot of counseling in the interim, but uh, I still have triggers and, and being aware of them and how I respond and how to deal with them. And because uh, I think in mental health, so many people can think, oh, well, you went through you know, the program, or you went to counseling, you did this thing, and then you're finished. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, well, you're, it's an ongoing thing. It's, it's, it's not really ever finished. It's something you have to be, you know, more aware of, I think. And like I said, with triggers is, is understanding what they are and being able to identify like, wow, why did that just trigger me the way that it did? Um, and, and I specifically, I didn't even realize until probably, six years ago, um, that I had PTSD and, and I would never have associated it, uh, with domestic violence for, and mine was much more, uh, emotional, uh, abuse than, uh, physical. And I just wouldn't have put it in that bucket. Cause I think to me, I always associate it with, um, you know, folks that were serving in Iraq, Afghanistan and, you know, service work, anyone that's been, you know, in some kind of battle, I, I always associated it to that. Um, so that was kind of an interesting little thing for me. But um, I do think it's it's an ongoing, and I don't want to call it a battle, it's just an ongoing of being in tune with yourself and in recognizing when those triggers happen, and then being able to sit back and say, what made that just happen? And you have a video series called uh, The Awesome Journey, and you talk a lot about uh, mental health and stuff. But how does it feel for you to be open and tell your story out there? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. And yes, thank you for mentioning The Awesome Journey. I'm very proud of it. Uh, and we will be having you on, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> and it honestly, when I started it, and this is super interesting because it goes right into to mental health. I was really struggling with uh, mental health. I was feeling I wasn't living in my purpose and I was just not feeling myself. And putting this together, I thought, well, this will also help me because being around other people, having other conversation, um, and, and it's really helped expand and grow me. You can't listen to other people's you know, stories and some of them are just incredible. And then when I say incredible, I'm talking like major challenges, uh, tragedies, uh, but turn to triumph that, that brings such inspiration, hope and motivation to the to the rest of us. So it's been a very good mental health journey for myself. Uh, but it also helped identify very organically 
uh, that we've really been focusing now more on men's mental health. And it's, it's really more so, I think, because it's a conversation that needs to be regular. You know, it's got such a stigma to it. And particularly, we were finding that with uh, men that were in, whether it's the service, uh, first responders, uh, you know, because they're the heroes. And and how do you ask for help when you're the one that's supposed to be helping everyone else? And so we've organically gone into that space. And it just, it's so fulfilling. And, and it's also very emotionally connecting with one another as human beings. Because when you when you watch someone, and particularly a man, um, tell their story, and, and they're crying about it, of, of how traumatic it was, and that they were in this space of suicidal ideation and or attempting it, um, it's difficult not to just go, wow. I mean, in the sense of we're all so similar when we pull back all the layers of the onion, you know, regardless of what journeys we've been on, what paths our lives have taken, it, it, at our core, we all need the same things. And, you know, and that's to be a big, big thing is to be heard, but to have some, you know, safety, security, and to feel love and, and to have a safe place where you can share that, I think is, is so important. So that for me is part of, you know, what, what Christy and I have, I feel created this space for people to have a safe space to share their stories, to help motivate, inspire, and give hope to others. Because I just feel like if that one person hears it, who's on the periphery or on the fray, however you want to say it, who would never participate in something like this, but they hear it and then they go, oh, I'm not alone. Or it just plants a seed like, hey, here's here's an organization that you can reach out to. Um, and there are so many organizations uh, that, that's, that are available these days. And to be able to, you know, provide those resources uh, to people as far as connection. Again, I mean, that that to me is everything. Because I thought if we just help one person change the course of their life or change a decision that they've been thinking about, um, you know, what a great place the world would be if we all, all focused on doing that, right? I know for me, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder too when I was 37, but I didn't say anything until I was 39. And it felt like my life changed when I was 39 because I, I got to feel like my true self. Do you feel that people are being more... Uh, open to share their stories? Yeah, surprisingly, quite honestly. But I, I feel like, yeah, that people are being more vulnerable with it. And I can even say for myself, I, I can relate to you in the sense of, you know, being a thriver of domestic violence and, and, and leaving that situation. I didn't talk about it for years because there was a shame, an embarrassment, humiliation. I mean, all the stuff that goes with it. Um, but living in your truth, you know, we can't undo our past. It, it is what it is. Um, but accepting it and forgiving ourselves that was my my thing is I needed to forgive me, uh, which was the last thing that I did. <laughs> but I do feel what's happened in the world, you know, since 2020, we all know what happened then. Um, but I feel like there's been this shift because everybody went through something then. We were all on the same 
you know, whatever it was that we were going through, everybody was going through something. And I think, and it's continuing to happen. And particularly with us being on, on LinkedIn, we're LinkedIn based for the most part uh, with my show is the job market, people getting laid off. And, and of course, and they're not laid off just for four weeks, six weeks, they're, they're being laid off and not being able to get work for eight, 10, 12, two years, you know, 12 months, two years. And, and the impact that that's having on mental health, uh, again, with families not being able to take care of themselves. And I think when people are hearing other people open up, that it's just making them go, wow, because I know when I when I hear someone, I just I'm always blown away. And I'm like, God, that's so beautiful. You, you know, you you don't feel judgment on people when they share their story. Um, you've well, I don't. I feel a great deal of empathy and compassion. And I think the world and so many people, they're wanting to feel more love and light and support for each other. You know, breaking down all of these divisive things that are being thrown at us constantly. Um, but I think that it just goes back to the whole thing of we all want the same things. And I think love is winning out. And I think faith is a big portion of it because uh, we're, we're very open with our, our faith on my show and uh, Christy's show. And and I, I just think that's what the world needs more of. There's enough, there's too much darkness and it needs it needs more light. And, and we see light in the vulnerability uh, from others. So I think it's kind of a, not kind of, I think it's a beautiful thing to see what's happening with people really opening up and sharing sharing their stories because it's it's who we are and there's nothing to be ashamed of. And I think, you know, shame is a is a big ugly coat that a lot of us carried or put on for way too long. <laughs> you work in marketing and consulting. Uh how did that what inspired you get into those fields? So very interesting. I, I got into marketing honestly very organically in a sense of uh, I started working at this franchise organization as a backup receptionist and shipping clerk. Uh, and in long story, very short, um, I was just so curious about how everything worked. Like I was just fascinated by, well, when, when someone calls in and they do this and the report goes here and then this billing happens and then we do this, I wanted to understand like how the organization as a living, breathing thing operated. So as it, I was so curious and I, the, the owner uh, mentored me because I kept showing curiosity and drive. And as I continued to grow with that firm, um, I just was organically doing some things that finally somebody came to me and said, you know, Kelly, you realize what you're doing is marketing. And I was like, no, <laughs> I mean, I had no idea because so I was very fascinated by uh, communication and messaging to we had like 700 franchisees uh, across the country and in Canada, and they responded different to communication. And I just found that very interesting. And so that was kind of the, the beginning of of moving into the marketing space. Um, and and I just loved it because I there's something about communication, human behavior, uh, I was a psychology major to start with uh, when I went to uh, ASU the first time. <laughs> I did go back later in life and get my degree. Um, but so, and and when I say that I refer to myself as an accidental consultant and what threw me off a little bit, bit at the beginning, because you know, you're like, say your title. 
um, in 2020, I was laid off, um, you know, marketing executive, adios, you know, <laughs> um, and I could not get hired to save my life. And it was uh, for the first time in my career where I could not get a job. I had always been sought after. I'd always gotten any job that I wanted, I, I got. And, and so, and to not get hired was devastating, not just so that on top of being isolated and the whole thing, everything of the rest of us, I could not get work. And I finally had someone reach out to me. And this is after, you know, eight months probably of being unemployed. Um, and I, my identity was very much through my career, which that was a definite trigger that I had to deal with <laughs> during that time too. Um, someone called and just said, you know, hey, would you by chance be able to help me with some of my uh, marketing? And I was like, sure. Um, and then that happened again, and then it happened again, and then it happened again. So it was just sort of like, it was happening very organically, but I never planned on, I didn't plan a business, you know, so I say accidental, and I've been building a business backwards, because then after you, you know, after you've been working on your own terms, if you will, you know, from home, I do love being in an office around a team. I'm not going to lie. I, I get super rejuvenated by that. Um, especially being a creative, I think it's important to be with, you know, the people that you're collaborating with. Um, so, but I, I'm building a business backwards, you know, for lack of a better term. And, and I don't know that going back into corporate America now, you know, feels, feels kind of different. Cause you're sort of like, wow, I don't know that I want to deal with that anymore. And, and, and even going to a different level of, applying for positions that are beneath maybe what I had been at before and still being turned down because they're like, you're overqualified, you know, all those things that we can't stand hearing. <laughs> but I'm like, I've seen a lot of people who were executive level and are saying, you know what, if I go back to work now, or if I can get a job now, I would love to go in at a lower level because I don't want to have the same level of responsibility that I had before. And I'm saying, I don't ever want to go back to the 24 seven. I mean, I, I, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you, you can get paid a decent salary and women still make less. <laughs> um, but when you really break down your hours, it's like, you're, you're not making as much as, as what it feels like. Um, so that part, I don't know that I would change. And I really don't miss the the bureaucratic crap either. Right. <laughs> what are some of the things that motivate you? Um, oh, wow. It's a good one. You know, I think, truthfully, the first thing that comes to mind is helping others. I feel like during every most every traumatic period in my life, and, and I didn't realize that, honestly, until I was putting together the awesome journey, um, I went to and get myself involved in more either nonprofit or charity work. Um, because I find when we give back, you know, we get back tenfold. I mean, it, it feeds our own soul. So I definitely find motivation and, and watching other people achieve things that they didn't even believe they could achieve themselves. Like there's such a great high about that of seeing, you know, a team member or, you know, I also mentor uh, at-risk youth and, and watching them achieve something that they didn't think they could. And and I, there's just no greater feeling than that. I So 
I think that, and of course, you know, my family motivates me and, and my, my close friends, but as far as doing um, work, I just think, you know, I, I have a service heart and that's just, or a servant heart. And that's where I do find the most joy. And if, if I could honestly <laughs> make a living uh, doing what I do um, and not have to worry about a paycheck, um, like the awesome journey, I, I would do it all the time because I absolutely love it. Where do you want to, speaking to that, where do you want to see yourself in the next, say, three to five years? Oh, well, I would definitely like to have some, uh, a little bit of a financial cushion uh, <laughs> restored. Um, you know, I, I honestly feel like I just want to make a difference. Living, living in, you know, before I started the, the awesome journey, I I was praying about it because I knew it was going to be something that I wasn't going to make money off of, but I was very drawn to it. And I, I prayed on it because I was like, I know I need to be living louder in my purpose. I don't know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, but I know I'm supposed to be doing something that's bigger than me. Um, and and I do just think making a difference in other people's lives. I, I feel, I, I just feel, and, and finding probably what that looks like for me to, to be from a work um, a, a work balance in the sense of I'm doing it now on a, you know, I'm not getting paid to do it. Um, but I would love to be able to do something where I could monetize in that way without it being a sales thing. You know what I'm saying? I, there's yeah. nothing, even being a marketer, I'm like, nobody likes being sold. I hate being sold. Um, I don't need to be rich. I, I would much rather, I, I know no one that has left this planet and said, God, I wish I could have worked one more day um, so I could make more money. <laughs> um, I just want to be comfortable enough and, and be able to spend time giving back to community and, and making a difference and just sharing as cheesy as this sounds, maybe to some, but truly just bringing some more light, love, inspiration and hope to the world.